Good evening, everyone. Welcome to F of the Press. Uh, we have myself and the King in the North, uh, Nick Stothard. I don't know why he's wearing a jacket like he's outside in the cold room or something. Hey, uh, I just came back from, from work there. It was freezing, man. It was, it was freezing, freezing out on the field there. Yeah, now I'm no, just trying to defrost a little bit. No, but I think, I think, what, what, I think your biggest problem is the fact that at Alcide de Villiers, um, it can get really freezing, especially. Yeah. I don't know which which field which field were you practicing on. So we actually now at the moment uh, we right at the bottom fields because and that's right by the river because oh, our, yes. our main fields are our main fields are being um, sort of serviced at the moment, getting ready for the summer. So yeah, so we we we're there in the doldrums there, suffering. But, and you, and your fix, and your fixtures have, have now been confirmed, uh, which is which 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 is probably good for you guys. Yeah, so uh, working with the with the Amatux team, it's and quite nice. Have, to have now been confirmed. Yeah, who's that, so, who's that? Who's that guy? Who's that guy? I think our admi- administrators uh, jumping in here. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Hey, you've had your time to shine, man. Come on. Is that exactly? Um, uh, but yeah, we we are preparing now for uh, the twenty first, uh, the weekend of the twenty first. We play against JDR away, yeah. Uh, so that'll be quite nice. The group's looking quite um, quite strong. Uh, we haven't lost in preseason yet. We've managed to beat JDR. Uh, we've played them in a friendly. We managed to draw with Pretoria Kellys. We beat SuperSport United, their first team, two nil. Um, we've beaten my Varsity team. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, they played, we've, were, you, we've, were you coaching on 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 which side? I was coaching. I was coaching my varsity team. So, yeah, I ended up um, ended up having to to go back with the youngsters, which is good. It was a good test for us. And then, obviously, we had um, we had a friendly this last weekend. I wasn't there. We played the new team from the northwest, Platinum City Rovers. Yes, Platinum uh, we, City. Yeah, we managed to beat them three two. So, it's been good. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll see. We've got a we got a nice uh, preseason tournament this weekend, actually, involving okay. one PSL team and six other NFD teams um, oh, nice. or, or Glad Africa teams. So yeah, we played at Makalung Stadium and Giant Stadium, respectively, and then the final will be on Sunday. So we'll see how we do there. So you're playing, sat- you're playing Saturday and Sunday. Saturday and Sunday, so it will be quite nice to to just let the it's uh, it's a good opportunity. Obviously, we want to win, but it's a good opportunity to give everyone a run and um, sort of prepare for for the start mm. of the season. So, it didn't be you guys quite like nice. sign ten players? Yeah, so we we signed signs. Because uh, uh, I saw I saw a loose, image. It's a loose I saw term. Image, I saw a post on, on on social media that said. 10 or 11 players and yeah so, so we haven't was, we haven't, standing, we haven't spent, like a solid lineup yeah we haven't spent money on them um so we did a good uh, and i think it's good a good clean out of the of the actual squad yeah. um from last season uh you know we've spoken off air and on air about certain individuals within the squad you know obviously mm-hmm. high profile players but the high profile players don't always you know sort of bring the right sort of mentality attitude towards True. what the club is trying to to do. So we've sort of looked in the market and found players that we think will fit in the system that we want to play this year. And and I think we, we, we're on the right track. Uh, we've got the right people around us. We've got Sammy Troughton who's come in, who's 
who's a promotion promotion specialist. Uh, he's he's got teams promoted to the PSL, teams promoted to the NFD or Glad Africa, so he knows exactly what required. Um, so he's he's guiding us and helping us, which is which is very cool. So yeah, we'll see. What's quite what's quite nice to see as well as um, we one of my captain actually got signed, so he's a first team player now full time. Nice. Um, and then I've got one or two others training with the first team at the moment so we'll see but i think our, our big focus now is the varsity cup which is in in a couple of weeks okay, um so once be? we we hosting it uh so we're going to be playing at at lc de Villiers. um and yeah hosting the, right, game, hosting the rugby and hosting the soccer yes yeah, there's a monopoly both. there hey? No, we do. Um, I, I think a lot of institutions are a bit upset that we're hosting the next big one. Um, I think Stellenbosch are hosting the netball. But the thing is, you need the facilities to, to be able to host a bubble um, yeah. and to be able to host eight teams at once. Uh, so I think that's sort of the reality. And I think, you know, it's in terms of, of who can do it, I don't think there's there's a question of of, of, of who the right institution is. And, and we've, got, we've got two hotels, we've got 11 foot football fields uh we've got a stadium we've got everything on campus so why would you go to why would you go to a place you have to go find a hotel outside guys have to stay in a hotel uh, setting i mean to host it you go stay in bromfontine what you when you go outside for for air you have to put your head out the window at least at times (laughs) you can go walk around the campus it's a yeah it's a huge campus you know everyone stays on the campus it's 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 more conducive in that sense in my opinion it will be quite nice we've got tut first game uh pretoria derby um always fireworks when you play them so we play them on the 9th of september so you catch it live in super sport you'll see me there no, that's pretty cool. No, that's pretty cool, man. Um, I won't be on the show then, boys. Actually, well, Celo, because um, you is watching. I won't be on the show you, on the ninth because you'll be, because you'll be you'll be in the bubble. Uh, oh, I'll be in the bubble uh, when I'm not playing. But I know Thursday night. That's a Thursday the ninth. Okay. Um, I'll be in the thick of it. So you guys can maybe make a segment there for for varsity football uh, uh, for that for that evening. Um, no, we'll definitely, yeah, we'll, we'll definitely yeah. have to do it. We'll definitely have to do yeah. it. Uh, we have to, we have definitely. to support you. You know what I mean? And hopefully, the fans can be back soon. I think obviously it's still a still a bit far away for for any fans yeah. to be allowed into any stadiums. And then eventually, I think amateur football also have fans and so on. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to say before before we 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 can continue, just for everyone who's tuning in tonight, uh, I know obviously uh, we said that we're going to have a guest on the show tonight. Uh, our guest is just having some technical issues. Um, so the uh, the guest will be on the show um, as soon as he sorts out these technical issues, and then we'll touch on 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 the matters that we've obviously uh, um, you know put in the agenda. But for now, uh, we're still chatting, obviously, all things um, Glad Africa Championship and uh, uh, Varsity Cup, uh, where Nick is trying to continue the run of tax dominance in the Varsity Cup. So if if you if you don't win Varsity Cup, does it mean that you're fired? <laughs> well. Um, I hope not. Uh, my my mandate. It's quite funny. My 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 direct boss um, and the CEO of Amatux actually, you know, sort of said to me, "There's no pressure for you. Just find yourself in a top four. So, you know, get yourself into a semi final, and and then you've sort of done your job." But now, sort of the conversation has sort of changed because now rugby's won. Uh, Tux Rugby won, so he sort of, he sort of, in in not so many words, said there there is pressure on us to to do well. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, with with the Olympics also happening, another tux um, swimmer, uh, Tatiana Schoonmaker got the gold. You know, Akani Simbini nearly won the the bronze. Um, You know, there's pressure. It's it's a university with pressure, um, which is is good. Um, I think it's a good pressure to have. Um, and I think it also just sets the precedent for the players within my squad to to sort of understand. You know, we had an institution that that that, that doesn't want to just be um, you know co- competitors. They want to be uh, you know uh, players players and, and teams that are that are going to compete to win, um, not just not just participants. Um, sorry, that was the word I was looking for. So, yeah, I think. Um, we set, uh, we set for for a good tournament. I just mm. actually got bad news on Monday. I've lost one of my centre backs, who's actually taken an option to go study in America. Oh which wow! I thought was rather selfish uh, to 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 lead us along this this far and, and drop us with three four weeks to go. But um, you know, I can't be crying over one player. You know, I've got a squad of twenty five players who are all raring to go, and you know, it's just an opportunity for someone to to put their hand up. And yeah, I think. Um, I think it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be surreal playing with no fans. Um, it's going to be different, um, mm. but maybe the pressure will be off the players then, you know. Um, but you know, then that the the level of intensity needs to be sort of raised from that point of view because, you know, we need to we need to show up. Um, you know, it's going to be live on SuperSport. All the games. I think all the uh, we've got. Six out of our seven group games on on on, on TV, so TV, there's no yeah. place to hide. There's no place to hide for everyone. But I think it's quite nice, you know. We're talking about this, and you know, I think we're talking a lot about our youth players and current players within, you know, um, current youth pool, players playing abroad and how our youth setup is set up here in South Africa. And you know, varsity football was put in place to bridge the gap um, yeah. between you know uh players that are not really good enough just yet uh leaving the academy setups um to go into a professional team so i think this bridges a gap you know there's a lot of players that have played in the varsity football tournaments that are playing professionally you know from the time from the time claudio and i played there was you know the first big one was tabo manyamani he he came Mm. from northwest and we actually Mm. signed him Uh, i'm a tuck sign him but there's actually so many more that I don't even that, that I'm discovering now that that I yeah. used to play against guys that are, that I've coached against and and they're currently playing in the pro league. So you know it would be very um, sort of naive to say that it's just a youth tournament or a university tournament. Or you know if you're a proper coach, you know if you're a coach that 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 really takes his craft seriously, yeah. um, you will take note of this because. This is, you know, if you might find a gem here that costs absolutely nothing, um, and you can potentially sell him for 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 lots of money in the future. So, I think it will be quite nice to to see from this from this batch of 2021 from all the teams. You know, there might be one or two that 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 go on to bigger and better things. No, that's cool. That's pretty cool. So, so in the competition this year, it's um, is. Did some universities fall into a different stream or, or uh, a varsity shield? Yes. No, so so what they how it works? Um, they used to have a tournament. Well, they have a tournament called the the University National Tournament National uh, Championships. I think it's called USA. I, it's called USA, but I don't know what it stands for actually. Uh, that's actually bad from my part. But oh, yeah, wow. USA USA used to be the Varsity Cup of football, but it would happen once a year um, at the end of the year. 
and that would be your tournament. Um, but what Varsity Cup obviously came in and said, here's all the glitz and the glam and the money. Um, how do we pick these eight teams? So how it was determined to not lose the, 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 the sort of um, use of the user tournament, they decided to go with um, a qualification process. So if you play in the use of competition, you've got to finish in the top eight out of, I think it's 32 or 24 teams. So every year you have to qualify. And Tux is the only team to have played in every single varsity tournament since 2013. So every oh, year there's normally one or two teams that drop out. Um, TUT never qualified the one year. Um, I think UJ got to the final against us in 2014, didn't qualify because they they didn't, you know, back then you would actually have to qualify through your province to get to the USA Nationals. Um, so they actually didn't put any uh, effort into their local campaign while Varsity football was happening, only focusing mm. on them getting to the final of Varsity Cup. But it meant nothing because they ended up losing the final and they hadn't qualified for we USA, which meant they time, couldn't yeah. qualify for, for Varsity Cup. So, so you know, um, there is purpose in it and it gives the sort of underdog a chance, you know, similar to the leagues that we watch, you know, the playoff system. You know, you might find a team that finishes sixth in the championship that gets an opportunity to come up to the big leagues you yeah. know this gives a you know there's a varsity college that's part of the the, the varsity cup oh, treaty. Wow. there's uh, monash um part of the varsity cup treaty you know like uct used to be one of the teams they haven't qualified for the last three four five years so um it's it's quite interesting to see that that tux is the the sort of constant in the conversation um and i think rightly so they have the most titles they've got three titles to their name um so hopefully, hopefully we can we can keep yeah, it up this year and make it fall. There's a question there from Pums uh, in terms of uh, how uh, the level of tax development um, compared to other other clubs in 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 South Africa. So Pums, you know Pums, I, I've known for for quite a while. I think he was involved at uh, Tux Hockey. He actually coached one of the teams there for for quite a while and. I think he'll understand the environment um, as to what Tux is. Um, and, you know, they, they are a business as well as being a, a, a sort of uh, a sort of avenue to, to enhance your talent and to, to play at a high level. But, you know, they, they make sure the books balance at the end. And I think they mm. make a bit, bit more on that on the, on the other side of the the, the the book so i think from that end we struggle to get the best talent okay so you know i've been quoted in the past i, I was quoted live on tv saying that we don't have the best resources or we don't have enough resources as comp in comparison to a sundowns <laughs> a chiefs and a pirates and and i i got called into a meeting and i got absolutely blasted from <laughs> left to right it was terrible so so let me let me let me let me take you down this path tux have the best facilities the best resources not all of those resources are accessible so for example our school our players go into a school that school is a very expensive school it's, the tux high, high school yeah, sports high school yeah yeah so i won't mention how expensive it is but it is it's in the regions of your very expensive schools in South Africa. Private schools, um, the private schools, yeah. yeah. But what you get for that is you get your hostel, you get your food, and you get to play the sport that you love, and you you ideally get the best coaching because the the clubs that form part of the school have the best coaches, you would think. 
Um, and and I, I, I can vouch for Tux Football. They've got very good coaches. Um, but we know football in South Africa is a very um, – uh, it, it's played by majority of people that don't have the funds to go to a school funds, like yeah. that. Yeah. So – where we select players, and and uh, Jason, who's one of our uh, um, our members on on Goal Lounge, he uh, or, or constant viewers, he's the academy manager, and he's done a great job in the last, I'd say, six to eight years in recruiting the best fit player that can uh, that can fit into our system. So a player who can afford first and foremost, and then a player that can. Um, potentially improve and has room for growth. Mm. So what I can tell you is I've been in the academy for the last couple of years. We have done exceptionally well in comparison to what we can actually bring in. So we've beaten Chiefs, we've beaten Pirates, we've beaten Sundowns, we've beaten Vits when Vits had their good academy, we've beaten Supersport, we've been to finals of tournaments, we've been semifinals of tournaments mm. where mm. in the past before uh, those four years that that I was coaching and Jason was molding the we weren't even we weren't even qualifying for these tournaments mm. or we weren't even getting out of the groups so we at Tux are looking to develop players based firstly on their physical attributes so if they are physically strong enough we say okay we've got an athlete first and foremost let's try and give him the tools and if we can give him those tools, we've seen now in the last, I think Tux, Amatux have signed now four or five players from our youth academy system, which is very good. And and that's testament to what Jason's done. Um, and I think, I, I think, you know, we've had to, we've had to, instead of like a sundowns, they go and they, they, they say, we're going to KZN and we're going to sign a left back, a striker and a central midfielder. And we're going to hold open trials and pick the best out of that. We can't do that. We have to literally flip it on its head and do it the other way around, which is not not entirely, it's not the wrong way to do it because it's the only yeah. way we can do it. And we've managed to get success with that. Yeah. So, and we've it's developed, quite similar. It's we've quite developed similar a few to... pros in that, in that, in, in, with that system in the last four years. I think Jason, on, on his book, I think MDC and, um, and PSL slash NFD, I think we are on about 30 plus players that are playing somewhere somewhere in the system so mm. it's decent no that's pretty that's pretty good because if you if i'm thinking about now the system that you are employing i remember like back in the day um to join um a tax academy you had to pay a certain fee to to yeah. to, to, to to join the academy and so on you know what i mean i think and that sometimes it's not discouraged but it kind of just did discourage certain certain players because they couldn't afford um to yeah. pay the fees um, no, tux, you know I mean, and then for instance, then they still have to pay um, um, a cost of, of of getting to 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 a tax um, from let's say they come yeah. from social Google, social Google, for instance. Sure. Now they have to pay, I don't know how much they have to pay to get hundred grand taxi yeah, fee there. Exactly, yeah. you know what I mean. So and then it's at late at night, so now you have to get a special no, transport 100%. and so on. So I remember it was it was quite tough, and I remember um, I think tax did in some in some or oh, this prints. Um, in some instances, they did um, try and organize transport for these people to yeah. then, to then, for instance, um, to, to to almost partner up and say, "Oh, we'll pay for your transport to go there." Yeah. I remember, like an Obrengoma, for instance, they used to pay for their transport to go to Hamanskral. So it was yeah. him and other and other guys from Hamanskral from like yeah, at the age of ten up to the 
and the seventeen year olds uh, yeah. where they organize a transport for them to go to to go to thing. Uh, let me see. Let me see if his. Uh, let me see. I don't think he's he's physically on yet. Okay. Let me just. Okay, let me let me wait. Just for, remove him for now. But I yeah, listen. See, yeah. I agree with you. I agree with you. Um, you know, it it is. So so let me give you paint you a picture of how it's done in America. America have um, amateur football. Okay, there, so, okay, there is. So, yeah, there he is. There. Uh, hey, Prince, how's it, man? Hey, good evening, guys. I'm good. Thanks. How are you? <laughs> all good. All good. Is your network okay now? No worries, man. Yeah, the network, is, when... the network is fine, man. The Wi-Fi just uh, switched off, I guess. So I had to call the service provider and stuff. So yeah, I guess it's fine now. Ah, no, no, stress, no, 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 no worries, man. We're, we're actually, we're actually just... I'm so sorry, man. No, we're, we're all good. No, I was just chatting to Nick now and asking him about the development because uh, I don't know if last time we, we did... Uh, maybe he wasn't there on the show the last time because Nick is, is involved with um, Tux uh, University uh, football and he's the, he's the head coach of the Varsity Cup team and the assistant uh, coach of the NFD team. So I was asking him in terms of like, you know, the development of tax. Sometimes yeah. they assist, they, he was telling us about his, the system that they utilize um, in order to attract players and so on. And he, and he was just going to, comparing to the American uh, system. Yeah, so I mean, if you like, I think Prince, and it's something I was gonna get onto and I'm happy you're here because I'd love your views on it. But if you look at, so, so we are a commercial program. Our youth product is a, a commercial program program completely so we can get money in pay salaries and essentially the uh, we provide a service to the kids in america the youth system is done exactly the same up until you get to an, a, a specific age where you enter the mls uh, youth premier league and then there's there's generally a grant for the for those players to play but um uh, for for from what i understand those kids are paying in excess, if you convert it, in like 15,000 to 20,000 rand a year to play football. Okay, so obviously that model wouldn't work here. However, it is working at Tux. We've got the most members. We've got the biggest football club in South Africa in terms of members. Um, so if you look at, I think we've got close to six, 700 football players in our club, which is huge. If you want to compare it to, you know, obviously you've got your Chiefs, your Sundowns, your Pirates, who are the biggest clubs. But in terms of actual personnel, we've, we've got the biggest. And it's working for us. But my question is, you know, we get a grant of 600,000 Rand a, a, a month. I think that's how much the NFT is. Prince, you might correct me if I'm wrong. But if you look at your, your PSLs are getting in excess of 200, 2.5 million Rand a month to run their clubs, not one of those clubs are accountable as to if any or a portion of that money is going towards their youth system. Because we can attract those players, Selo, I was telling you, and our kids are paying that hefty fee to stay in our school and pay, and we're still competing with those teams. Why are they not selecting the best of the best and creating a youth system right up from the age of six all the way up until 19, and they're funding it because the Sundowns can do it? Why do you think Sundowns came and asked us to, to partner with them? Because we're already doing it, so it's easy for them. I think so. You look at a Chiefs and a and a and a and a, and a, and a Pirates. I think they've they, you know they speak about a revamp every year. Every couple of years, there's a revamp at the Chiefs uh, Academy. Academy. They're hiring, firing, getting rid of players. But there's no excuse, in my opinion, for those big clubs 
to not have the best youth systems here in South Africa. And it actually frustrates me because Prince, you speak, we speak, I read your tweets every day. There's so much talent here, but where are they? Where are they? And you've got your big players in the market only worrying about their big stars that are coming out and the players they're buying from overseas in Africa and South America, where, you know, we could be developing these guys and we have a proper 10-year plan where our 10-year-olds now should be playing in the PSL, at least, or abroad. And Prince will, will speak about the, the broad part. <laughs> so, yeah, I, it frustrates me a little bit, Prince. Sorry, so, I'm a little so, bit uh, emotional. <laughs> no worries, no worries. But Prince, what, 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 do you, what, do you think, what do you think in terms of um, the South African youth setup and, and where, where it is currently? And, and um, you know, I think if we all think about, you know, where, where we've come from, we've come from a, a time where in the past there was a lot of age cheating. Um, obviously, I think now there's less um, of that, but there is still age cheating. Um, so, what do you think? Um, you know, what, how our youth setup can 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 be obviously uh, nurtured and 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 how it can it be moved forward for our youth youth teams then the South African youth teams to also improve and then to obviously go into Bafana Bafana and so on. <sighs> Man, um, you know this this topic is. Um... It's very frustrating, you know, if 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 we were to be, you know, to be blunt about it, because I think the biggest problem that we have in South Africa is that we we are refusing to evolve, uh, we are refusing to, um, you know, uh, move with 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 the times. Uh, we're always looking for shortcuts in terms of our development. Uh, why I'm saying this? I'm saying this because you know, if you look at most clubs, of course. Uh, you'll have your Sundowns and the Kaiser Chiefs and your Pirates and many other clubs, super sport that have uh, players that are in their development. But if you look at when do they scout the players, how do they scout the players, um, what kind of players are they looking for? Um, you find that mostly most teams, they don't scout players from the age of 12, age of 13, which is a bit late. Um, if you look, uh, if you compare to the rest of the most advanced countries in terms of development, I mean, you'd have a situation of Ansu Fati that has been at Barcelona since the age of five. I mean, the, 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 there yeah. are so many cases that we don't this have to repeat. On. You know, um, I think that's the first problem that we are facing: that we we scout our players at a very, you know, when they when they are old. And number two, when we scout them when they are old, um, we it's like it's like when you when you skip grade. Uh, one, two, and three, and then you are scouted. When uh, you must go and and, and yeah. enter at grade four, then it means you have up. missed the basics. Yeah, now you must then catch up for the for five years. You must mm. uh, your your development must be fast tracked. Therefore, meaning that you, you I mean you you won't get the basics right. I mean we we've seen it. Or even those that are scouted at twelve, I don't think they go through the right development um, development stages. I don't think they they go through the right basic for 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 a child the, the right basics. Of development. That's why I find players, you know, at the age of 20, 21, they can't trap the ball. The decision making yeah. is bad, and many other things. So I think that's the first element that we were missing. And I think uh, to 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 talk to that. Besides the issue of clubs, we 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 messed up by killing the school system. I mean, yeah. I'm from a rural area, but I know the school system where I'm from was very strong. We knew as kids as early as eight, as early as nine, that at under eight, at under nine, under 10, moving, you know, up with the, with, as the, the, the older you get, 
uh, you, will, you will be graduating to different uh, age, age groups. We knew that we were competing with the local schools, maybe four surrounding schools, and that was the basics for scouts to be able to scout these kids. But these days, you can't even have that system because it's been destroyed. But on paper, you hear people saying, no, schools, uh, football, schools, football, schools, soccer is coming back. But until today, we don't see it. Yeah, in, when we went to the class of 96, well, we didn't have development. But the likes right. of Dr. Kumalo, Lucas Khatem, and all of them, they came through that system of, of the, the school system, the school's football yeah, system. That's how they were scouted. So that's the other element which we are missing. Now, because we don't have enough academies, if we had that system, it would be, you know, in a way, assisting to, to, to fight the issue of uh, broadening the pool. I mean, he's speaking about tax. I know they set up a tax because I've been previewed to know some of the players that have been involved in that setup. You know, they would, they would even tell you how, how, how things are well run there. It's a professional club. In terms of development, it's one of the best uh, with the legal resources that they have. And, and, and you see, in, in the PSL, that's why you, even, you don't even see young players playing regularly in the PSL yeah, at true. a very young age because uh, they've turned the league into a business sort of, of setup. So it's a result-orientated. They will buy the big stars and they won't develop, they won't develop enough players. And development takes time. You don't just, uh, you know, it, it takes more than 10 years. It takes more than 15 years in some instances. So we need to mm -hmm. take time and go back to those basics. Uh, I was watching Japan now. I was speaking to Coach Farouk. who was telling me that around 1992, Japan had, a, uh, had started a project in Brazil where they took their players to Brazil to be de developed. And if you looked at Japan now, I don't know how many years it's, it's been now, but Japan, you can see, is a force. So all yeah. these things take time. I mean, our rugby, they do this thing. You know, uh, rugby, if, you, if most rugby players, um, they go through a certain system from when they, they were go through school, the system, yeah. through, yeah. you know, right through until they make it to, to, to Springbok. So I think that's something we need to do. And the Springboks have done it so many times that you would think that our football would then take a lesson from that. But till today, we're yeah. doing the same thing, you know. Um, we're doing the same things over and over. We're not willing to learn. We're not willing to evolve and be modern. And we're still going to, to suffer because of that. You know, sure. Prince, like I, I'm happy you mentioned that because, you know, if we – in my opinion, I think there's a lack of accountability. And I, and, I, and I think if you look at, you know, the blame, yes, we can blame Safa. Uh, we can, we can, uh, the, I think the biggest problem in South African football, there's so much point, uh, finger pointing. You know, we, we point in the finger, it's not my fault, it's his fault, it's, it's that person's fault. But I think, I think there's, there's a, it's quite an easy system in which you could sort of, like, for example, with regards to the school sport, you know, you don't actually need that much more money to be spent because there's so much money in our top t top league. So if we look at it now, look at these 32 professional teams, they each get a grant, okay? You put in that grant, you know, a, a, a rule that X amount has to be spent on the community around you. So for example, you know, we've already got it. We, now we have a team from the Northern Cape. Those teams would all pyramid up to the professional team in their region. The professional team in the region is Hungry Lions. So Hungry Lions have a duty and they have to be accountable for that money that they are given, that they can't just spend it on salaries and nice hotels and this and that and, and fat salaries mm. for, for CEOs. There is, there is, there is a, a sense of accountability where each, each region in South Africa has an LFA. You go to the LFA and you say, okay, 
we want to see the best players at this level, this age group, that age group, and all the way up to to, to senior football. And then for me, you know, you look at your, your your better provinces like your Gauteng's, your Western Capes, you know, there's teams there that can spend a little bit more money than these smaller teams that I'm talking about. And you can put programs in place where the school program can come back. Um, amateur football, when I grew up, I played amateur football from the age of five at a club where we had to play pay, pay to play. And you find that league now, those players pay to play, they finish at the age of 16, or they or if they don't finish at the age of 16, by 13, they go to a rugby school and they play rugby because rugby has a proper system. True. So there's, there's definitely ways and mechanisms in which we can engage our local community without spending that much more money because the, the league gives the club so much money to run themselves. I think we're one of the only leagues in the, in the world where, where you get a grant to carry on you know, operating. Mm. Um, I don't know. You can correct me if I'm wrong there, Prince. But we get given money to operate, to pay salaries from the league. No, 100%. Mm. Those other teams have to generate their own money. Marketing strategies, mm. uh, buying and selling of players. Ticket we sales. Get money, we get money from, and if I'm not mistaken, it's mainly DSTV are pumping the monies into these teams for them to run. Um, you know, there needs to be accountability as to why some of that money, even if it's just 10% of that monthly income, can go a long way in these communities. And you're right, Prince, you can't pick a player up at 13. Because when you go play, you'd pick a, a team of 13-year-olds here and go play against Ajax under 13s, you'll get absolutely murdered. You'll get murdered. Because mm. they're tactically and technically far superior because they've been taught it from a young age and unfortunately in these rural areas in these communities that are untouched the players aren't getting the right the right um, opportunities and it's it's frustrating for me to see mm. no that's true no, that's true i think and then and then and then the result at the end of the day is you see our under 17 national team our under 20 national team Cool. They are competing. Yes, they they are getting to these tournaments. They're getting to Fcons. They're getting to the World Cups. But they're just there to compete. They don't. They they never go further than just competing. You know the group stages. Yeah. I think we've. I don't know when the last time. When was the last time we got out of a, a, a under twenty World Cup group stage? You know we we yes we yeah. make it to the World Cup, but then what happens thereafter? You know I think there there's also no no um you know review of our performances you know we don't actually review and say okay this this tournament we got to the um, uh, group stages this is what we did um let's try and aim for the next i don't know next tournament that we do qualify for let's try to do something different you know what i mean if you look at our olympics team 2016 we 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 what we considered i think two goals um and then we drew two two games and we lost one game two points this time we went backwards. We lost all three games, and we conceded so many goals. Um, we're not we're not pro, we're not progressing as a country. You know what I mean? In 2000, we made it to the Olympics. Uh, Benny and them, and they played against Brazil, and they won. You know, Stanton Fredericks and all those people that were in the squad, Nomvet, and so on. That was a great crop of players. But did we not try and progress our football from there? But now we make it again to such a tournament which is very hard to make it first and foremost. You know, you have to be top three in Africa to make it at, at under 23. We make it, but then we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't show that, 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 that level or that mentality or that quality to take us to the quarterfinal. There was an imprint, I'm sure we'll touch on it, but I told you <laughs> there were a lot of politics in that group going there preparation wise, 
um, arriving in, in, in fighting within the camp between technical members. Prince, you can, you can have the floor here. So what do you what, 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 touch touch on our, our our Olympic 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 performance there? Um, you know, it's it's uh, it was it was such a you know leading up to the tournament. Let's start there. There was such a lot of things that were happening um, with different players. Some players having to pull out through injuries. Um, some players, their club refusing to <laughs> to release them. Yeah. Uh, some players they were in camp, and then in the last minute we were told that five players have been released. Uh, one player owing to COVID nineteen testing positive for COVID nineteen, and then the other four players cases of ill discipline and everything. So just when the coach thought he was through with everything, then he had, the five players had to pull out days before he had to fly to to Tokyo, and you know this included the likes of Sipombule. Fakraki, you know, Light Forster and some of the guys which were a core part of, of his team, you know, yeah. that he had been playing around for the longest of times. Shabi has accepted that the likes of Keith Links, Pepe Los Tole, and other players couldn't make it to camp, but now was building up to, to that. And then that was he was he was dealt that blow. And then the coach decided not to pick he decided to pick defenders alone, which were all, you know, shocked that out. The five players that were withdrawn, they were strikers, well, they, were yeah. they were different, you know. But he decided to three, pick three defenders, uh, which was the first, psychologically for all of us, was the first problem to say, how how do you then go to the Olympics with literally four attackers and you have to play, you know, the group stages, three games, and then if you advance, how are you going to play, you know, that type of system, which was one, uh, you know, a big problem. And we went to the Olympics, when was there two players, um, Matlazi and uh, Monyane, tested positive uh, for COVID? So one is an attacker, and then the other one is more of a right back and a winger, which was another problem. This is now, I think, three days before the match. And meaning that those players are out for at least 14 days because they have to quarantine 14 days or 10 days. Um, going into the camp, we hear that you know there's disagreements within the, the, the technical committee. Um, we played Japan, Yo, we were horrible. Um, the, the, the performance against Japan was horrible. We, watched, we just went oh, to yeah. defend, we mm -hmm. sat back, and we considered that one goal when we just played for a point. Um, the Japan performance was very bad, I won't even lie to you. Mm. It was very disappointing. Um, didn't encourage us because yet players that were attacking, Kobamelo Kodisang was sitting in the bench on that game, was only brought on later. Um, I, I think before that, I think the other problem with South Africa is that we go to tournaments, especially youth tournaments, let the young players enjoy themselves, let the young players express themselves. And, you know, it, it's a youth tournament. I, I don't think we've got much to lose, especially considering our history that we've never made out of the group stage and all of those things. We've got nothing to lose. And yeah. the worst case scenario, we'll go out like this, that, like the way we went. But let's go play some entertaining uh, let's, try. let's go show what the world what, what South African football is about let's play mm -hmm. some entertaining football enterprising football that shows our identity you know now we went against Japan and we were defending we played horribly we just defended that's why the men of the matches in our analysis were defenders you know it was Malepe and Flues and so forth our, our midfield and our attack was nowhere to be found against France we played so well yeah. Um, we played so well. I mean, the boys played so well the way that we wanted them to play. 
but were bad in defending and then the tactics of the coach as well were questionable because mm. he withdrew the likes of Mukwena, which were part of the uh you know the players who performed the best on the day and yeah we ended up losing to fans for three after leading three times um i just think they it was just tactics from from the from the technical uh, team uh, that yeah. cost us the game and bad defending uh, obviously uh, but the boys applied themselves very well and then the last game yeah no the last game we, we played properly we were meeting mexico pound for pound until we considered and yeah um it was more or less the same the same as france in terms of the the intent in terms of the the performance but we just made mistakes that cost us the game and we're out um i think the biggest problem with us in the previous tournaments is that we've went to tournaments but the players who, who played in those tournaments disappear after the tournaments which yeah. i'm hoping now is not going to be the case considering that the new coach of bafana bafana said he wants to go young want mm, to rebuild mm, mm. this olympic team the kosafa team and some of the guys were part of the bafana bafana team who are still within the right age that's that should be the bafana bafana that's my main concern at the moment i mean i know that yeah. i would have never came and said we're going to win gold we're never going to we're, we're going to win silver I, I expected us to make it out of the group stage but it didn't happen but mm. I'm, I, you, you can see that as much as we had weaknesses in in, in the olympics there there are some players who are older or we're not in this camp that can then come in and and patch those gaps where we're weak uh, but overall i i hope that this olympic team majority are taken to bafana bafana and we build with the kosafa team and some of the guys like pesita who are still within the age and yeah we move forward and we've qualified for every tournament now i think moving forward if we qualify we must we must, we must go there to compete must not yeah, go there to make true. numbers we're not scared of anybody at the end mm. of the day we mustn't be scared of anybody so i think the problem is with the coaches is not with the players that's my opinion because i think the players are told how to play when they get into into the game for true. example luther singh i was very bad it was not that bad but he had a bad tournament the system didn't fit him because in, in a sense of especially in the first game were defending it is not the type of player that's like there's an attacking is an attack-minded player so mm. some of the tactics that are applied did not fit some of the players and that's you know that's why we didn't do so well me my me I, i'm saying it's more more or less the, the tactical part in terms of the of our tech coaches and a technical uh, team and yeah mm. everything else involved man the politics as you said start fighting amongst themselves and all these other things but yeah I think- I think I think you know we 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 briefly uh, spoke about it. Um, I think uh, Nick, uh, some of the players don't play regularly in the PSL, right? So, for instance, we've got the guys who are playing overseas. You know what I mean? But then there's the guys who are playing in the PSL who didn't even play regularly. So I think um, uh, Nick mentioned that Fleurs, for instance, he does, he's not a starter for 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 SuperSport. You know what I mean? And he's he's I'm not saying that he's not a Good quality player, but I'm saying that our PSL teams are not entrusting the guys who are under the age of 23 to be starters. You know what I mean? Um, at Chiefs, Mwabo was only a starter because of the ban, if we're being honest. You know what I mean? The ban has resulted in Chiefs putting trust in a Blom, in a Mashiani, uh, in a, in a Mwabo. Who uh, Frostle at least had already come from uh, and had already started a bit uh, when he when he joined Chiefs. But some of these players were enforced to 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 play at Chiefs and so on. But then you know I think we need to have players in our PSL 
You know, I, I think a person like Mbule and, and Mokwena, you've seen them, they've been playing in the PSL for a, for a, for a, a, quite, an, a quite a number of years, um, you know, a few years, you know, whereas the other players are not getting the opportunities that, 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 that are needed in the PSL. You know, we are, we are giving opportunities to players, uh, regular opportunities at the age of 23, 24, whereas we should be giving regular opportunities to, at the age of 18, 19, 20, you know what I mean? Um, Kodisang started at the age of 15, you know, Platinum Stars gave him his debut 15 years old, and then you can see, you can see that that boy was was. I, I love the way he played against France. He was just, he was just so amazing. And even the game against um, against Japan when he came on, he had he had some energy about him. You know what I mean? And you can see that this player has been playing at a high level for a long time. You know, it's, it's he's 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 not afraid. And I think our players just need to be given the opportunities. But the problem is, and I, I think uh, you know, as 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 we said, is that it's a results based business. You know what I mean? And you are forced to have results. If you don't, if you don't perform, you're gonna be fired. In the PSL, you know, clubs just fire quickly. Um, no, no clubs are, are given. No, no coaches are given time to build their, uh, build their, their foundation of the team and bring up the young, young players. You know what I mean? No, hundred percent, hundred percent. I agree with you, and and I've said it for so many years. That's the biggest problem in South Africa is that PSL teams. Some teams, you know, they, they they are grooming players, but the same players are not giving opportunities when they are young. Uh, when you go to youth tournaments, if you look at that Mexico team, all of them are regulars. In fact, they are stars where they come from in their in the in mm. the domestic leagues. They are stars. They are not just starters, players who are part of the squad, but they are stars and they are so young. And you could see the difference in quality because you see, when South African players, I always say South African players are some of the we have some of the most gifted players in the world, but. If a South African player is not confident that I'm I'm a good player, I'm better. You could see the likes of Tabo Bele, the way he was playing, he was arrogant on the ball because he's used to, you know, playing regularly with this type at of that player. level. Of anybody at that, you know, at a high level, in the end, he believes in himself. He believes that I'm better. You, you, you could see that when he gets the ball, he was able to shield the ball, was able to do this mm. and that and that and that. Mukwena was doing the same thing, you know, because he's used to playing. At that level for a, for a very long time you know at the, at the age of 23 24 these now these are seniors you know these are no longer now uh, junior players so the issue of of playing young players you know at a very young age it's it's become it's, it's still a very big issue that in south africa are going to play you are going to face uh because in the past we used to take mtc players that we take to the world cup and then they only take four years later that you see them making a first appearance for their clubs and yeah. and that is a big 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 problem but I think if we also want to compete in the higher higher level in terms of international football, um, I think I sp- touched on this uh, last week, Silo, is where I think SAFA need to do a bit more. And, and I would probably look at the fact that SAFA probably don't have money to do this. But if you look at what Belgium and Germany did, and they both, they both had uh, phases, I think, over 12 years where they groomed their youth right up to a generation where they ended up competing and they did really well. Germany ended up winning the World Cup. Um, you have uh, obviously Belgium with their probably their their generation seen its way out now, but but they saw the fruits of 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 that working from the age of I think twelve years old. The boys were really groomed to an extent where they would have a pool of players, and that pool of players would get together every so often, once a month, call it twice a month, um, and they would come to camp, for example. And what I think helps those boys is they are playing regularly against other youth teams within Europe and they're competing against 
the same quality, if not better. And when you're playing at that level, and you're speaking about that player now, Prince, where he had that arrogance, you know, because he's playing at that level in Europe now, you know, he's got that ability, he's got that understanding. We need to 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 look at getting our camps and and exposing these boys to what's out there in the world, not against Lesotho, Swaziland, and Zimbabwe. Because that's only going to get us so far. We'll qualify for a, a Kasafa, win a Kasafa, qualify for an AFCON every odd year. Um, you know, we need to get these boys playing against the best of the best, you know. And 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 Safa need to, 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 to pull their weight in that sense. Because, you know, we're going to, the, the same thing is going to happen. You know, we're going to get to a World Cup. We're not going to get out the group. Um, and then we might not see another World Cup for the next two, three, four years. Um, so... Uh, you know, I, I, I think we need to expose the players a little bit more. And then, yes, together with their professional teams actually taking a chance. You know, right. the, the last team to actually do it properly was Ajax Cape Town when they were in the in the PSL. You know, they weren't afraid. They used to play the youngsters. They used to have 18-year-olds, 19-year-olds in their starting lineup regularly. And quite a few. Um, but what teams are going to do it now? Pff, I don't mm. see many. I don't see many. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I mean, um, just in the previous, in the in the other season, I S Cape Town are still doing it. I mean, before uh, they changed the before the the partnership with Amsterdam, you know, broke. Yeah. And you know, one of the problems in South Africa, you'll find you'll have a fourteen year old, fifteen year old, very talented, uh, but because he's still young, six, at the age of sixteen, they will still say, "No, you are not ready. You are not ready. You are mm. not ready." And and the boy will only get his breakthrough when he's twenty two. And now, which meaning meaning that, you know, in Brazil, this is something they do. We know that the likes of Neymar and so they've been playing first team football since they were 15 because they were that good. Now, we do have the same type of players in South Africa, but they are not given the chance because they are still young. They are not ready yet. Then you, you find that, that's why you find, you say, you, you, you find a player that's so good and everyone is raving about. And you, he disappears and reappears three years later and, you, and everyone is asking, what happened to that kid? And now when you see that kid, you see him at the age of 22, but he's average because he's now missed that four years of development where he should have been playing regular first-team football and developing further. So meaning that his mm. development has been delayed. That's why mm. in South Africa, that's the biggest problem in terms of our youngsters actually progressing the way that they should. A, a yeah. youngster is so talented, but he's going to be kept at the MTC for five years playing against the same young boys, the same, and he's True. not going to grow. And it's going to take another five years for him to restart again when he's 22 now and he's coming to the PSL as an average player now because yeah. he missed five years of development. And the, the 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 DDC or MDC or whatever you want to call it is 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 quite a a, a a blur in terms of what it actually is. You know, it's got the glitz and the glams of glam of being on TV, but it doesn't teach the boys the true um, you know necessity of be playing for a team that actually is results driven because if you don't win the the ddc uh, or mdc the new ddc there's no repercussions uh coaches mm. don't get hired and fired you can't get relegated so there's no pressure of losing you can lose every game and you'll still be there you, it's only based on your first team getting relegated so you, there's there's core fundamental values that a professional team has within sort of the pressures of the day-to-day -day living in a football in a professional football team that's not experienced with a, a ddc player so um you know it is for me you know it, it's sort of you know painting over the cracks uh, and it's not actually fixing the problem mm. Mm. Well, no what, what 
I was speaking to one boy uh, who was very young and playing in, in uh, overseas, South Africa, Daniel Jordan. I'm not sure if you've heard about him. I think now he's with IX. Yeah. IX is uh, under 17. He was telling me that, you know, um, you know the, the, the setup there is that when you are eight, you are seven. You know that IX, if you are playing for IX, you know that IX under seven are going to be playing against PSV under seven. And when you are that at that age group, already you are thinking, hey, these are my rivals. I have to beat these guys. So on match yeah. day, you are going to a derby. As a seven-year-old, you are no, exactly. groomed to compete at that level because you're going to a derby. You're breaking rights and yeah. everything. And you grow from under seven, under, under nine, under 12. And this is it's the same feeling, but it's just getting better and better and better because of the competition. 100%. Now, by the time you go, by the time you are at under 16, you are mentally you are so strong mentally you are a yeah. winner mentally you are. so the kids might have fun but they they know what they are playing for and that's something that we are what we are not doing we're just playing for fun that's why we encourage our kids to show both and do spy two and we laugh and then they don't progress in terms <laughs> of their development you know so these are some of the things that we 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 need to tackle and you know unfortunately no one is talking about them because even in our leagues um, our teams are just re results driven they're only talking about buying players amongst themselves that players have been that have been there since i was a child they're still playing psl now and um <laughs> you know this, this team still expect the same players to you know to to deliver results and they, you find that that player is now 35 and is closing space for a player who's 20 21 that should be having a breakthrough season uh no, you know we really need to look into it um we can have this conversation you know for the whole day but I, I, in terms of the national team, I'm hopeful though. I'm hopeful and I think what we saw at the Olympics was not the best that South Africa has to offer. I think all of us have, have to agree in terms of yeah. that because more, most players were not there. But I think if we then have the players that are not at the, at the Olympics uh, brought together with some of the outstanding performers from the Olympics and the Kosafa team and some of the few guys, Pesitao, Lebohang, Piri, who are 94, uh, 95 we, we can still we'll have a, we'll have a good bafana bafana i believe we'll qualify for the world cup by the way record this because <laughs> i believe we've got so much quality but yeah we don't know what hugo bruce is going to do that's the thing so we'll just have to wait and see mm, no that's true that's definitely true i think we can definitely even just touch on to into that next 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 topic in terms of the players that are playing abroad i think I think you 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 mentioned a couple of names there already. Obviously, Lebohang Piri has moved to Turkey now. Um, Pesitao is is in, is in his first proper preseason with Brighton. Um, saw rumors of of Alakli and so on. Um, you know, Tabukele is looking for a club now. Um, and and I think you mentioned that he's he's gone back to he's going back to Portugal to 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 obviously sort that out because he's a free agent and so on. Um, Luther Singh has gone back to Braga. What's going to happen to him? You know, and so on. So I think you know, uh, can you just touch on some of these players and in terms of the update and uh, La Chabela as well? Uh, what, wh where are their futures um, lying? You know, I think Satola as well also has some a couple of opportunities. Um, hey, silly season, man. You know, a lot is happening uh, in terms of player movements and everything. Ooh, Pepelo, you know, we all know that was wanted by Lille, um, was wanted by Lorient and Strasbourg um, in, in, in France, but um, his club has decided not to not to release him. Well, at least, you know, his transfer season, as things stand, he's not going um, to any of those clubs uh, because they have not met the price that the club wants. And okay. the player and the club have agreed that he must stay. He's been going through proper pre-season. 
And obviously, it's going to be a regular, and, and I expect him to be one of the players that are going to go to Bafana Bafana. He had a brilliant season last season. Keith Links as well is back in Denmark. Uh, the league is well underway. He's been playing. He has played almost in all their games so far. Um, he's a regular. Uh, you know, th these players, these two are not at the Olympics. Um, uh, Kanya was supposed to go to Luton Town on loan um, in this championship, in the English championship from Leicester. But unfortunately, the clubs couldn't agree because Luton wanted a permanent deal. Leicester said, no, we're not selling. So the players back at Leicester, but he's looking at other opportunities. There's Blackburn in the picture. There's Bristol in the picture. Um, I don't know. There's maybe other teams that are interested in signing him on loan. So he's looking for a loan because he can't, um, he can't compete with James Madison, can't compete with uh, Pryat. Uh, so the best way, and, and Yuri Tillemans as well, because he can play in that role as well. So he's looking for a loan where he can play regular first team football. So I expect that to I expect him to get a loan deal. Um, I was speaking to him earlier. I expect him to get a loan deal before the end of the transfer. A window Tabotello, of course, is flying out tomorrow. Um to go see where where he goes because he's got clubs in France and Porto, obviously, as it's known in, in Portugal, also want to sign him. Um, you know. But we don't know where he's going to. Where he's going to? He's 24 now, so he needs to be start playing every week. So I think he's going to look for an offer that makes sense in that regard, as well as um, you know, uh, just regular game time at the moment. That's what he's looking for. Um, but he's not short of of, of suitors. So I think in, next week he's going to join a new club. Uh, I know that Porto, uh, a part of the teams that want him, and uh, Nantes in France. Uh, but I don't know the other names of, of, the, of the other teams, but we'll mm. see how that goes. Um, Lyle Foster is joining Westello, uh, Westello in Belgium, the second division, on loan from Vitoria Comares, okay. uh, while in the top division. He's looking for first team football, his confidence is down. He needs to start scoring goals. Everyone is calling yeah, him, is calling him a cow and all these things, uh, <laughs> you know. So we hope that you know that. But what's what's uh, what's wrong there, man? Because obviously he he went to obviously he left Pirates, went to Monaco. You know, obviously he was training with Monaco. Cool. You know, they had high hopes for him. He was even in these goal top fifty eighteen year old lists and all of this stuff. You know, and then you know it just seems like it's things are not progressing or upward for him, and things are going a bit backwards. And as you said, he's 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 lost a bit of confidence in in his goal scoring even. My man, let me tell you something. Um, you know, the level between here and Europe, let's start first by agreeing with ourselves that, you know, this, it's, 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 the level is, is, is different. So you can't necessarily move from not being a regular pirate, playing maybe for MTC of pirates, True. and then you move to Monaco True. and suddenly you are a hit. Uh, the biggest players in the world have struggled to move straight to, to Europe and and make and make i mean and be hits i mean we all know uh the likes of man has struggled man has scored by the way in, in when i was playing for Mets, he scored one goal in two seasons he only started doing well when he went to south uh, when he went to salzburg in in in, in, austria, in austria and then yeah. he went to southampton yeah so i think with lyle it was just a matter of he he was supposed to go play for manakopi fourth let's start there but then he was fast tracked to the first team, was way behind, you know, in terms of the level where he should have been playing, and and things didn't work out at all. To be fair, he went to Belgium, was played in a more uh, in a more deeper role, you know, as a winger and all of those. But he got the game time, and you know, now eventually came back to Monaco, and now he's been sold to Comares, 
where he started war and then things ended up not you know going so well and he ended up not necessarily not making an impact last season so i think the idea now is to take him because i i think he skipped a step he sort of take him that step he's 20 years old uh is to take him back to that step uh give him regular first team football give him the confidence back get him into it because westerlo is known for having the great one of the biggest uh, good facilities in Belgium get him to a coach that wants him to play 70% of the games is going to make him the main striker and all of those all of those things and i think the potential that all of us have always seen in him that's why i made the list and everything is there but it he needs to go back a step before coming back up again so i think this is what he's doing and this is what makes him happy this is what he wants to do and he's happy he's 100% happy he's looking forward to the experience it loves him the coaches told him that his guaranteed game time is going to be the main striker and everything so which has given him confidence that he's going to go and have a good season no pressure you know even if he doesn't make mafana mafana i don't think that's an issue but luckily uh, hugo bruce knows westerlo because he's from belgium so if the cool. player is doing well then he will understand how we because he will be in touch uh with all the players you know so he would know when to bring him in and and when not to bring it in bring him in. Yeah. so Let's let's let that process happen and and let's see how it goes. But the see players happens, happy, yeah. yeah, it's happy with Luther. Um, there's a club called uh, Poznan in in Poland. They want him badly. Um, then there's Boavista who also want him on loan. Boavista plays in the in Portugal in, in in the top division. And then there's also a championship team, an unnamed championship team that wants to sign him. Ah, uh, tell so, us the name, man. I don't know. I was you don't know. <laughs> oh, oh, you're told I need. I'm saying unknown. But that's <laughs> the information that I have that there's a championship team that wants him and I said that would be the best option. That's a good level. It makes sense and it's a brilliant level. So you're 24, you have a good two years then and you're in the Premier League. So yeah. there's those options for him. So we'll see how it goes. I believe Luther has got a lot of potential. We've seen Luther from under 20 we've seen Luther in club level and I, I don't understand why suddenly because Luther had a bad uh, tournament, tournament at the Olympics suddenly a bad player we this is the yeah. same player who qualified us for under 20 was our main star yeah. top scorer and so forth Mbappe didn't score a goal in the Euros is suddenly a bad player no 100%, so so, yeah. so I think you know with Luther that's that's the situation and, how's the uh, boys doing in Sweden the boys in Sweden keep, hey uh, our our group there <laughs> They doing well. They doing well. That um, uh, Vaga boys, eh? Yeah, Vaga, yeah, Vaga, yeah. So yeah, we've got three, three players there now, ne? Four. On the same team, Vince four Solomons, now. Uh, Tashrik Matthews, Ryan Moon, Luke Luru. Those are the it's, four players. Um, right it's actually Cotson's connection there, the forward zone boys. Who? Forward zone. You know Ashley Cotson, the agent? Oh, yeah. I, I was yeah. wondering, man. Because so I, I he's, could tell you, no, man. The There's a sort of good connection yeah. there. There's an oh, agent. There's must... always when you see that many guys there, you always know it's like one agent offering. Exactly, the exactly, yeah. exactly. No, the boys are doing well, man. It's only Dean Solomon that's not uh, that's not playing. Oh, there's five. There's Kianina. How can I forget Kianina? Yeah, Kianina. Yeah, <laughs> so is there. You know, there's five. Yeah, Kianina is there. Kianina is there. He's been playing. Eh? He was playing last season quite a bit. Yeah, he's been playing you? throughout. He helped them yeah. get promoted. He's a regular. Yeah. You know. Out of 30 games, Kanenaya probably plays 29 a season. Except for this season, yeah. he's been he's not played because he's been injured. So he's back oh, today. Okay. He's playing today. Uh, quality player, by the way. That so yeah. uh, I believe he's the best right back in South Africa. 
is way yeah. better than Refrosla, is way better than any of our right backs. But you know, in South Africa, when you play outside of in Europe, you are only noticed when you make the serious headlines, you know, and because we don't have a proper scouting system. But I believe Ken and I is eventually going to be our best right back. Prince, um, can I tell you a funny story about him? I watched him in the last tournament he played for Right to Dream. I was in Sweden at the time. Oh, the, actually went to the same Gothia Cup. The Gothia um, Cup, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they won their section. They played in the elite section because Right to Dream always won that. He was playing as a right winger then in that tournament. And he, and he was also playing as a, as a, as a holding midfielder. As a yes, he was also well. playing in the yeah, midfield, yeah. yeah. So, it's, so it's, what uh, happened, I, I don't even know him as a right back. So that was news to me. Yeah, so what happened is he was converted when he got there. He was playing as a central midfielder. And then um, in the season where they got promoted, one of both of their right backs got injured. And oh, basically the coach said, hey, let's, someone has to step up. And <laughs> then he said, no, coach, hey, I'm in, I will play there because I want minutes. You know, that was the you idea. want to play. I yeah. want minutes until they come back. Hey, he turned out to be the best right back. Even when the two players came back, they were they're sitting in the bench now. <laughs> he's been the best choice right back since, since, and he's converted, basically. And my advice was to him that if you want to play in the national team, stick to the right back portion, because central midfield, yeah. my man. It's it's packed, it's you, know? Packed, yeah. you know, and he's stuck to his guns. He's doing so well. Uh, Luke Luru, I mean, he's a regular there. Um, he's, one yeah. of, he's their best central midfielder, defensive midfielder. Uh, Ryan Moon has gotten there and he's been scoring some important goals for them. Uh, Tashik Matthews is having the season of his life. Um, scored, is, is, he scored four goals and assisted another three goals in 12 games. And, you know, uh, there's some team in Denmark that wants him and a few teams in Sweden. Some of the big clubs, the, your Malmo, AIK, Hammarby, you know, they want him. So, yeah, yeah it's looking good. It's look, I'm just hoping that Dean Solomon's Start playing at, at, at center back, and all of them will be regulars. Um, tell me, tell me, tell me about the Cardiff boy. How's he recovering? Because ah, I, see, yeah, I, I see saw it happen. Nick Nick saw the, the injury happen. I was there. Oh, really? Oh, you yeah. were there? Hey, man, I was so angry. I was so angry, bro. Um, yeah, but, I, was so but angry. I, also, I also just don't. For me, I don't understand what happened there. I don't know why he came to train with us. Um, so, so I don't man, know if David Natwana had yeah, to... Yeah, he, uh, he, he referred him there. He referred him he and then him he there. came. And it then... was 10 minutes, eh? 10 minutes. He went in. It was a clean challenge. Um, but he knew straight away his leg was gone. And we could see the physio ran on and he's like, hey, this guy needs to get to the hospital soon. Um, I think he was in the country for two or three days. I looked at your tweets. You had met him at the airport, I think. Yeah, I met him at the airport. I was with him throughout uh, his injury, you know, um, until he left, you know. I think he, after the injury, stayed a good two weeks. Two weeks, yeah. I think he stayed a good two weeks. Uh, I was visiting him at his home every other four days, I think. Uh, he's a strong boy. That's one thing I can say. He's a strong boy mentally. It never affected him. To be to be fair, yeah. uh, it's part of the game. It, these things happened. He even forgave the boy that you know kicked him. They met. They yeah. told him that no man, um, don't worry about it. It's part of the game. Uh, these things happened. Yeah. I'll come back stronger and so forth. And yeah, indeed, the boy is now running. Um, he just has to go remove some spring or something there. That's that was connecting the bones. And then that's the last process, and then he's going to come back, you know, into full, and into full recovery. Cardiff, and what did Cardiff say? Back by, 
Come again. What did Cardiff say? Were they upset? Yo, man, they... I can tell you something. The family, even now, the family was upset. Cardiff was upset. Interesting that they were saying they don't see the boy coming back to play for South Africa again because of the treatment that they got from... Um, because of the way things were handled. Because even after the yeah. boy had been injured, there was no one from the association who made an effort to be there. Really? Remember? Yeah. I think the only center fees you before the a week before the boy left. Because I also uh, think uh, our technical team. I know our head coach went to visit him in hospital. Um, I think a, a few staff members from Tux came to to visit. Yeah, him. the coach arrived when the boy was in. You see, on the day he got injured, the coach arrived uh, to come see him. But because the boy was inside the ward. He oh, couldn't okay. see him, and that's the last time that the coach pulled through. Oh, okay. Uh, so, the, so the coach has never met the boy, basically. Yes. Yeah, but that's never disappointing, though, from the association, eh? Not. Too, yeah, it's very disappointing, especially disappointing. considering a case like this. Remember, the player had flown himself to South Africa. Let's start there. Yeah. Flew yeah. himself here. He sorted out his own paperwork, uh, financially in any other way you can think of. Sorted out his own paperwork, uh, which showed a lot of commitment. Yeah. Uh, top of that, the boy was keeping fit uh, with his own personal trainer, and then was referred to go to tax. Ten minutes into by the, the game, coach, the boys, by the head coach, by the head coach of the, the Olympic. Yeah. Yes. Now, when the boy is here, he broke, breaks his leg. Ten minutes into the game, says if you know the way it happened, it was like it was like you felt like hey, there's some foul play here. You know? Mm. How can I, I was then made to understand that it was boys who were trialing, but how do you play a national team player with people who are trials? Mm -hmm. You know, and the, the boy broke his leg, and then 100,000 for the surgery. Yes, yes. Um, on top of that, now when the 100,000 has to be found, no one is willing to come to the table. Cardiff yeah. has to be called and say, Cardiff, hey, that insurance issue, Cardiff has to then pay the 100,000 for the surgery. It's 100,000 or there's no surgery, basically. Yeah, so the mom is the one doing this thing running around and ar arranging these things alone, you know? She's the one who organized for the boy to come here via the flights and everything. She's the yeah. one who's been running, you know? Every now she, she has to organize the surgery. Uh, eventually, I think it was injured on a Tuesday and eventually was operated on a Friday. So the, yeah. those days were still not operated. It was operated yeah, on a Friday yeah. because there were processes with the insurance and all of those things. Now it was operated on Friday and his leg was swollen as well. So the doctors advised that Let's wait for the lab to be stolen. And then the oh, process of claims and all of those things. Then he was operated on Friday. And then he went home. His family was the one taking care of him and everything. So, hey, man, it was quite a sad story. I felt bad because I'm practically the one who convinced the player to come play for South Africa. I'm the one yeah. who was involved in this whole process. I'm the one who was close to the family and everything, you yeah. know? Now, when these things happened, you know, you, uh, I, you know, to all the players, yeah. by the way, to all the players, I'm very close to them. I'm close to their stories, their families, and everything. So when these things happen, you are sort of also affected because you are just mm. like the way our association does things, man. Mm. You know, mm. till today, I don't, I don't know if there's been any contact, consistent contact to check if the player is fine, what is happening. Could you check People up on him? Yeah. With their lives, I guess you know. Has, so has that's Cardiff, what happened with the boys, but... And Cardiff are fine now. Or are they they uh, happy? Yeah, Cardiff are fine. They just let it go. They let it go, okay. and they're focusing on uh, rehab, till he, uh, making sure that the player recovers in time and is back on the field, and the rest will follow. They gave him a two-year deal, 
um, signed a two-year deal, which is brilliant, and he wants to make his first team debut before the end of the season. So he's back running. He's, he's yeah. put it behind him, basically. And, yeah, let's just... We'll just... You know, that boy is probably going to be the best striker that's going to come out of this country in the next few years. Yeah. By no, far, no. you know, in my opinion. So if we don't appreciate such talents and then when Jaujelo Chauke... Uh, you know, there's issues when there's wrong headlines that are flying around that he refused to yeah. play for South Africa. He chose England and so forth. And we will we'll treat these boys as if they are foreigners, they are not appreciated, but they are one of us. Yeah. You know? If you could see They're the representing us. They're representing us overseas. Mm, very mm. true. Not true. Um, so, I see, I see Pumlani asked the question here. Do you think it would make sense for for some of our players to play in like a, a League One in, in, in the UK. Obviously, I think obviously the championship is obviously uh, is, is good, but yeah, the one, yeah, below, yeah. But the one below that, the League One, be, below the championship, do you think it would be... I'm not saying obviously like uh, the older guys, but the younger ones, the ones who are... Yeah, under the, the younger ones. One. Yeah, the younger ones. Do you remember those? Yeah, the younger ones. I would say if you are, if you are between the ages of 16 and 21, League One is good. If you are, you know, below 20, League 2 is still good. Remember, that side is not about, it's more or less, it's more, you find a League 1 team bigger than a Premier League club. Yeah, in terms of the true. institution, you know, and, and I think that's something we don't get. We judge how big a club is by how many trophies they have, which, which level they play in. You find sure. a Charlton Athletic, you'll find a Blackburn Rovers, you find all these clubs, a Bolton and, and all the Portsmouth. They are in, they are now in the fourth division and the third, and the, some of them are in the third division and some are in the second yeah. division. But yeah. these are clubs that we grew up knowing that they are in the Premier League. But the way that they are run, they are run better than some Premier League clubs. Ah, so if you are part of such an institution, then and and you are a youngster like that, you can move from any club to Liverpool. You can move from League One to to Liverpool, League Two to Manchester United, because it's an institution. They don't necessarily look at the level where you play, but they look necessarily at the quality and the institution that you are part of and where you are developed and all that. So if if their age is right, I'd say if you are 25 and below, championship is a good level as well. Even at 26, championship is a brilliant level because even money-wise, you are getting paid a lot of money, you know? And and, and, and those those are good levels. Those are good levels and for mm. our players. And, you know, with these rules being eased, our players must start moving to those leagues. No, true. No, definitely true. I think that's that's definitely. Um, I I know I know uh, I've seen a couple of your tweets and I've and I've agreed with a couple of them in terms of, you know, our uh, football supporters like to call certain leagues farmer farmers leagues. You know what I mean? Whereas these are the gateways in terms of the leagues to get into. Um, top five leagues, whether you are playing in a, in a lower division um, in England, whether you're playing in Belgium, whether you're playing in Austria, whether you're playing in Sweden, Denmark, you know what I mean? Um, these are the, this is how you should uh, utilize these clubs to get to the Premier League because your Sadio Manes went through the same type of uh, path, you know, your, mm. your, your Pats and Dakas are, 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 have gone through that path, you know. I, I looked back at some other stats where Pats and Daka and uh, Luther Singh were playing in the same under 20 FCON, and they, they were the top goal scorers with four goals each. Patson Daga's playing for Leicester City, and Luther Singh right now is, 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 is still in Portugal, you know what I mean? So those players yeah, were, right. on the, they were on the same level at a certain point, and now one has just gone above the other. And I think we definitely, exactly. need, to change our, we definitely need to change our mindset in terms of how we view European clubs and how we, our players can get into, into European setups. Um, Prince, have you heard from Bradley Cross? 
It's in Newcastle. It's stable. Yeah. Uh, stable is really. I haven't spoken to him uh, yeah. in a while. I think in uh, close to three weeks now. I haven't spoken to him. But he's a Newcastle player. He's back that side. Um, should be with the with the under 23s, and is going to continue his development. And I expect him to make his Premier League debut this season. Yeah. Okay. That's good. At some point this season, I I expect to. I mean, see you as support, eh? You see you as support. I can. I can see. I I think I've actually coached. I've coached a lot of games against him because he came through at the the same youth um, leagues at uh, Black Aces and Wits, and Mm. uh, I played against him a few times. He's always a standout player, and I think having the passport also helped him to go across. Um, And I think, you know, he had a great first season. You know, where he captained the side for, I think, 70% of the games. Um, mm, and, mm. and his experience, so, by the way, in Germany was very important because yeah, Schalke, Schalke yeah. is a big institution and mm. he was playing regularly. Um, and, 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 you know, I expected him to go to stay at Schalke. That's what I was expecting, but it didn't happen, you know, that way. And he's at Newcastle now. He played almost all the games there. He was a leader. Yeah. He was an ever-present, playing in different roles, by the way. He played at left-back. Yeah center back and at some point they played him as a six so he was that's his other strength that he can is, is versatile mm-hmm. and is, is very rare because he's a left-footed center back and we lack yeah. those in, in in the world not only in south africa yeah. but in the world those yeah, are very precious world, yeah. so yeah. i expect him to to really step up there and i think now that he's going to his second season he's going to do even better you know than he did last season in, in his first season i was surprised he was not part of the olympic team but hey anyway I was um, also, you know yeah. The selection in South Africa is very questionable. Sometimes you just fit in, you are like, you know what? Political. Sometimes that's why we don't make it out of this, you know, group stage because we people just want to expose their players. There's this and that, you know. You are not focusing on the game to say on merit which players are supposed to be there, and yeah, that's how we should true. select. That's how the best nations in the world select. Maybe someone's eating. I'm just saying. No people. <laughs> people are eating. Yeah, maybe, but <laughs> you don't know. But I'm just saying, these are some of the things that the leadership really, really needs to look into and just say, you know what, we're tired of being bystanders at tournaments. We're tired of just adding numbers. We had the president saying we qualified for under, in 2015, qualified for under 17. Yeah, we've qualified for everything, president, but then what? We need to win. Now, this is what... Do, we've been knocked out at the group stage in all these tournaments that we are proudly say we qualified for. And if you look at the players from 2015, how many are in Bafana Bafana right now? One or yeah. two. Yeah. Then you can't be proudly saying, you know, those things. And now yeah. that the team has come back from the Olympics, he's been saying, no, this is the tw- Vision 2022 team. Let, let the team then go to Bafana Bafana. And let's, let's, move, let's move forward. Um, let's move forward, yeah. I'm tired of just going to tournaments and just being knocked out with one point or zero points. And, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. scouts go there to watch our players. And when we give such performances, they even discourage scouts from coming to scout at, the, at institutions that are so good, like TAGS and so many other institutions. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. they think this is the best South Africa has to offer. You no, know? That's true. And speaking that's about true. our fans, my brother, that we, I, I encounter this every day on social media. Some guy earlier on this season was saying, Koba Melkodisang is wasting his talent in Portugal. Yeah. Why is he playing for Braga's B team? Da-da-da-da. And I explained to him that he's playing senior football. As much as playing for Braga B, but he's playing in the third division where senior teams are playing. And, he, and, 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 and after this season, I was saying, he scored 10 goals, by the way, last season. 
after this season, Kobamelo is going to be playing first team football, and Kobamelo is only uh, turning 22 this year. Only 22 this year, and he's going to be playing Premier League football, and he's going to be way ahead of his peers. And if you look mm. at the his performances at at, at mm. Tokyo, come on, our best player, our best player, yeah. our best player, most of the wingers we have. You know, mm. so these are some of the things we need to change as South Africans to think that our league number one is the best league in the world. And you even hear some of the oldest people when they speak what chairman and many other people who are leading clubs and so forth saying the person is in the top 10 in the world. No, we're not even no, in the not. top 100 mm. in the world. Mm. No, that's so true. We're, the, we're... the sooner we realize, are we in the top five in Africa? That should be the question we should be asking ourselves before jumping the gun and saying we're in the top 10 in the world. Mm. So we need to mm. first fix the competitiveness of our league. We're not disagreeing in terms of marketing, the money and everything is there, but mm. the competitiveness Quality. within the field of play is going mm. to determine whether we qualify for AFCON or we don't. Where you mm. get a 31, our squad of Bafana Bafana dominated by 31-year-olds, 30-year-olds, failing to beat a Ghana team and a Sudan team and, and, and struggling to beat a Sao Tome. You know, that's the level in which we... Cause, I mean, South Dame scored two goals against us at some point. Uh, that's the level which we are in. And the sooner we realize that, and the sooner we're going to take change things. But I believe, luckily, that, you know, we've been able to withstand the storm and ride the wave. And we've got a group of players now that are young and playing regular first-team football here and abroad. Let's just bring them together. Yeah, and then... We can I do think something. Days are with that. Yeah, I think we can do something. I see. I see. Jer- uh, D- Darren. Darren has asked uh, what happened to Kosinke. He's uh, hey. he never really made it. He, he's at ba- uh, Barrow now. I think Barrow's like in the league, League One or League Two. I think in the, league in, two. In, in, in England. Yeah, League then Two in league England. Two. Then League Two. Yeah. Um, I really don't know what happened to Kosi because it was never a matter of he doesn't. Is not. Is not a quality player. I. I think. With him, there's a lot of factors, including discipline. That's one of the factors, discipline with him. Mm. I mean, he's went to League, League One teams and League Two teams, League One teams. And at some point, I think I was playing the champion. No, I, I think I was playing the championship some few years ago. But it keeps on going down and down. And now, of course, he's a 94, so meaning that he's 27. And if he's mm. in League Two right now, I think, yeah, I think I don't think it's, there's any surprises there unless... Um, you know, he's playing left back, and at left back, you need to be exceptional for you to move up. And if he was a, an exceptional left back, he would have long been up. So mm, I think it maybe be the championship. Yeah, I think he's just he's just going to keep on moving from club to club. But because I don't see him coming back this side anytime soon, yeah. because he was mostly brought up there. He stayed there for a long to, long of time. I think he's going to play at that level and until he retires. It, I was very disappointed. I felt. In this generation that just went out, he should have been our left back because we never had a quality left back after Masilela. Mm. Uh, because he had been playing whichever club it went to, to be fair, he had played nine, he had played regularly 90 minutes. I felt he should have been there, but because of we lack scouting overseas and all these other things, uh, you know, some of these guys never get a chance, you know, play, yeah. never get a chance uh, to play for us. Um, I think would have made would have been a better left back than most of the left backs we've, we've seen over the years. Um, but yeah, I think that's just about it for him. I don't, see, I don't expect anything much from him in terms of moving to the Premier League in the future and so forth. Mm. I don't even think he will make it to the champion. I think he's just going to keep on playing between League One and the two. But I only hope he that's unfortunate. Yeah, just make his money and retire. At least I think they, these clubs are paying some nice money, you know. Yeah. Mm. No, so, so 
before we before we end before we end off, I think also um, we just need to touch on the fact that um, you know the players coming back from Europe. You know, I think we've seen Keegan Dolly coming back. There was rumors of Zungu. You know, and and what's happening there with with, with in terms of Bongani Zungu. I think we can start just in terms of um, what do you think of players coming back at the age of 27, 28? You know, I understand someone coming back at the age of 33, 34. But when someone comes back at the age of 27, 28, when it's supposed to be their prime, uh, like a key and Dolly, I think it doesn't um, set a great precedent. You know, you've got Angela Jali as well, who came back also at, the, at about, even earlier actually, Angela Jali came back even younger than that because he's, uh, he's, he's 30, 31. So he came back at about 27, 26, 27. Uh, to the peers, came back to the PSL. So, what do you think about this trend that continues of under 30s um, that are Bafana Bafana players coming back to PSL, and then also touching on uh, what, what what's going on with Zungu? I absolutely hate it. <laughs> to be to be blunt with you, I, I hate it. I hate it. So disappointing for me um, because I mean, I don't. Firstly. I don't expect Bongani Zungu to come back. I don't think Bongani Zungu is going to come back. Um, because number one, no PSL team um, at the moment uh, can afford to pay the 50 million uh, release clause that he has on his contract with okay. Amian. Uh, Zungu still has a year left on his contract with Amian. And Amian has made it clear that they want him back at work, must come back and work as an employee that side. If anyone wants him, they must buy him for that 50 million rents. I think that's the first point. So I don't think Zungu is going to come back. Uh, you know, social media in South Africa, they can make you really believe that things are going to happen when they're never going to happen. <laughs> um, the people are saying Bongan Zungu are going to come back. I don't think they consider that fact, that Bongan Zungu, for you to buy Zungu, you need to have that 50 million. And I don't think any club at the moment here, uh, this, I don't know about Sundowns. I don't even think Sundowns will pay 50 million for Zungu's coming no, back won't. for a second homecoming. You know, Chiefs, I don't think they will pay. It's been linked to Chiefs. I don't think it's going to come back. Um, the Espanol move, though, um, is on the cards, uh, but I'm not sure if it's going to happen. Uh, but it's been linked to Espanol. They, they they've been linked with him, I think, two years ago, yeah. and I think they've come back. Uh, they've come back now that they're they're, they're back in La Liga, and they want to sign it, yeah. him. Mm. Yeah, they want to sign him. Uh, so that's on the cards. But if he's not going to Espanol, he's going to go back to France. That's that's the reality of Bangani Zungu. Um, I don't think he's the player that would want to come back as well psychologically. I don't think he's that is that guy. He believes to be himself to be the best midfielder in South best, Africa. Yeah. So I think he wants to continue, you know, playing that side. As for Kigan Doli, he's had yeah, he had a very bad time in France. From in, injuries hampered his progress. Every time he would start to play, he would have a good preseason. Every time he would start to play, he would get injured and he'd be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he had a very bad time in France, and I think him getting married and having a child um, contributed to him coming back. I think that's, uh, for me, that's a major factor that contributed to him coming back because I think he's more looking for stability. We all knew that what 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 Dolly was capable of, but yeah, it just didn't it, it didn't happen in France. Yeah, you know, and 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 I speak a lot with his agent as well, and. They were looking for an option that would give him playing time, but also the financial, good financial package and a place where he can raise a family. And although I think it was not about football necessarily for Kick and Dole, it was more about 
the factors of his life with the stage of his life where he is right now i would love to see him in europe tried out for another two years or go to the uae man i mean there's, there's money there as well you could do all of those other things but you know in south africa man kick and Dolly, they grew up supporting Kaiser chiefs so i think this was the ultimate dream for him to move to chiefs uh maybe the family supported it as well because of you know uh, i think the family support Kaiser chiefs or he supports Kaiser chiefs so mm. i think that's that's why he came back but i was very disappointed to hear that he came back that's why they didn't even tell me that he was going to come back early like they told me like on the eve of the move that this yeah. was going to happen because I, I was very disappointed about it but what can we say you know most players by the way who stay in the psl beyond 23 that those are the players that end up coming back to the psl most players who live as teenagers as maybe at the age of 2021 20, the likes of Mukocho and so forth they stuck it out that side because you know that's just you know that's just the way it is they never really uh, i mean they they they, they, are, they are competitive like serrero came back but they stayed in europe erasmus we know he came back as a youngster and then the rest is history when we went to europe and he said i here i'm not a star let me go pick me a star Mandla Masa who once went through a season and halfway through the season he said i and this club is small for him he wants to move <laughs> to a bigger club and his career is nowhere to be found so i think it's a it's a psychological issue with our players are weak psychologically uh, they they don't fight they don't persevere um you see a nigerian player who's 35 still moving around in turkey or wherever wherever uh that's the mentality they have our players the total different mentality especially the 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 the, the, the outgoing generation 93 92 91 going down they they they've got they, I, I call them the spoiled bread generation because they're the generation that took the national team back uh, way, way, way back because um, the 2009 generation, I mean, they're the ones who didn't move to Europe. They're the ones at Bafana Bafana who have been performing badly, not qualifying us for tournaments. And that's the generation I believe should be moved out. In this generation that's upcoming, the likes mm. of Tabotzele, Sebolos Tolle. When you took, speak to Tabotzele, he says, hey, Baba, I'm not coming back even beyond 33 i'm not going to come back i can see people linking me to chiefs i'm not coming back because i've mm. got a bigger dream there i think because we are now at a lower state as a nation our, our national team these players are hungry to take us back there and yeah. to put South africa back on the map and to also be successful that's what's going to make a successful generation other than that the, the previous generation they all took the baton from a, from success and they thought success is contagious and they were you know they were big-headed and yeah the results so we are now mm. 70 something in, in the world mm. no that's true no, that's true um any uh nick any any final thoughts on on, on your side no i think uh it's quite nice to hear what prince has to say it's i agree you know there's there's lots of problems within our our football and i think we need to look at look at the the, the clear and obvious facts you know we've got some quality players out there um, you know, you spoke about Nigeria and, you know, you look at Senegal, you look at all these uh, Ivory Coast or your Egypt. You know, Egypt may be a, a, di- a different example because they've got a very strong uh, sort of league and some very strong teams. But those those West African nations select their national teams of players that all play in Europe. Yeah, and you don't see... Um, you know, Asik Mimosa come up on their list uh, too many times because Asik Mimosa in comparison is a smaller team in comparison to the rest of um, 
or, or where the, the, the rest of the national team players are actually playing. You know, for us, we select a national team, we maybe have four or five overseas players and the rest are in our local league. Then you actually think to compare our local league in comparison to the rest of the world, that's not very good. Um, so, yeah, I think I think we need to get back to, to reading facts and, and seeing what's out there and, you know, selecting national teams based on quality versus quality. And the quality is, is if they're in Europe, they're in Europe for a reason. Um and and we need to understand that we are number 70 something in the world and probably the whole of the euros uh, teams were above us all the teams in the euros were above us mm-hmm. and you call those leagues farmers leagues you call denmark a farmers league no you way. got to the quarterfinal no where they got sweden. to the quarterfinal of euros sweden sweden, sweden you know, got you to quarterfinal you know yeah. and they they are saying the slovakians are playing locally some of majority of them uh I mean, man, come on. I, I really, really, can we just get rid of this mentality because mm-hmm. it's That's killing true. us. You find Nukovic coming from the Serbian second division and coming here and bossing it. Mm. Serena's coming from Bolivia. He's, he's getting here and bossing it. But we still, if, if a player was to move to Serbian second division, you say, ah, farmers league. It's just, <laughs> just making any sense. Ignorance. Ignorance. Mm. Ignorance is no, blessed for just, most people. That, just that's a problem. Sense. Yeah. No, that's so, a problem. And your final thoughts, uh, Prince? No, I just think um, for the past uh, 10 years, I've been doing this job um, of monitoring and profiling our players that are playing overseas and discovering them. Um, I'm very, from where I'm seated, I'm very pleased with the progress that has been made. I'm very happy to with where we are. And I think um we've got now the group that we've wanted for a very long time at Bafana Bafana um Yuko Bruce is an experienced coach who's been around the world understand leagues around the world so at least it won't be difficult now when you say players performing in Sweden Denmark and so forth the, for the coach to understand the level and what it means when it comes to the national team so I'm positive okay. that at least now you won't find uh you know coaches that are ignorant to this fact coaches that are talking about mm. local is lecker and so forth mm. uh, we'll find we'll have a coach that whether you play here or abroad if you are good enough you're good enough you must be in the national team there's no favors we can't be giving debuts at two, two, 31 year olds anymore we can't <laughs> be doing all these things you know that we've been doing that didn't make sense international international game time and minutes must be invested in the right personnel that's where i think with the direction that we should be taking and yeah. you know we need to scout all players who qualify for south africa the world over we've got a player in manchester city in the next camp we should be having that player there you know he's under the he's playing for pep guardiola's team and you know he's a center back that we need so we need to scout all these players bring them together with together with our local players and let's have a national team that competes man we can't even qualify for a 24 team afcon because of sudan and so forth you know, we should put those days behind us and, and move forward. And for me, everyone knows, I'm not really bothered about club football, but when it comes to Bafana Bafana and all national teams, that's where my heart is. And yeah, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that moving forward, we are going to shock everybody. We are going to start doing well if things are done right. Yeah, no, that's true. No, that's oh, definitely true. I think yeah, the most important thing is Safa needs to get its house in order. Everything, you know, I mean, I think we need to, as you say, um, pick every player that qualifies for South Africa. If they are in those leagues, we need to pick them before they get picked by those other countries and so on and give them the exposure because, yeah, we need to 
add the quality to 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 the squad and also get into the top 50 in the world you know i think that that's something that we can we can definitely achieve in the next couple of years to get into the top 15 in the world and then also compete in afcon and b and and then obviously qualify for world cup as well uh but yeah no prince thanks a lot for for coming through uh it's a pleasure uh we'll, we'll touch base again soon and hopefully when we touch base uh we can talk about um some players in in in, in bigger leagues and, and doing well and some of these guys mm. hopefully they get the hopefully they get the right moves um for their careers yeah no thank you for having me i think in fact our next session should be after they announce the first squad for the qualifiers in september oh, no, yeah. i think we'll, we'll get an idea of where the coach is taking us and we'll check the players that are there and so forth so no, yeah perfect. thank you thank you that's for having me that, that's a Thanks deal, a that's a deal. Prince, eh? we'll all right do that. all right no good night guys thanks man nice chat all right thanks sure, a sure. lot eh? cheers